Hello everyone, this is Tribecast episode 49 and my name is Marina. This week we have recorded for you the first ever work from home remote work episode of Tribecast. So I talk at my home and our guests will appear online thanks to the different kind of, you know, technical magic. And our first guest, the guest of this week is Henry Terho from Quentinel team. So let's give a word to Henry. Hello, Henry. You're actually the first guest of our remote episodes, which we'll do for a while. Are you excited about it? Yeah, I, I always like to be a guinea pig for something new. It's always good. All right, Henry Terho, ladies and gentlemen. Please introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay, hi, I'm uh, Henry. I'm, I work now in a startup or a company called Kentinel, and uh, what we're doing is uh, doing revolutionizing testing into the cloud now, uh, and it's quite uh, topical for this corona thing as everybody's moving now into the uh, remote work setting. So we're also bringing in testing out of the labs and into the cloud. Uh, and as for me, I, I work as a head of research now at Kentinel, and I have a background in computation systems biology. And then from there, I ended up, because I was uh, back in 2008, I thought that, hey, who, whoever, who wants actually pay me for doing all of this Python data analysis and all of this like machine learning stuff. This is totally boring that nobody will ever pay anybody anything about this. So I moved into software engineering and lo and behold, at that moment, the, the skills that I got from the biology side actually got to be quite valuable. And now I'm applying them to identify how we can make software projects better and how we can make all the software that we are using much better now. That's our goal, making life, life of people better through better software. Yay. Henry, I know that you were one of the founders of Tampere Entrepreneurship Society, Tampere oh, ES. Yeah, yeah. So now the guys have done the sound pitching competition and they are doing the Startup World Cup Finland online pitching competition, uh, the four episodes of which will appear 1st of April. But how did it all start? Yeah, uh, it's... It's really good that the movement is picking up speed now also in Tampere. And, uh, I wouldn't say I'm one of the original finders, but I'm one of the reinvigorators, basically, at one point. that uh, Tampere ES was in a bit of a slump. as It, it really wasn't moving anywhere. I kind of came from the outside. My background was at that point that uh, me and my friends have had a small company doing our login services for gyms. And, and uh, we did that as uh, like a way to learn how to do business with software back in the university days. And that was going quite well, but what actually ended up happening was that I, I crashed myself quite badly with a parachute, so so, and ended up in a hospital with two broken legs, and you can't really run uh, run a startup from a hospital. So I ended up kind of down downshifting a bit from being an entrepreneur at that point. But luckily, one of my my friends, uh, the dean of software engineering from uh, Tampere University of Technology, Tommy Mikkonen, asked me, to, "Hey, would you like to now that you have a bit of a downtime? Would you like to make may, maybe make a?" make a PhD thesis out of startups and how software development and software architecture affects startups. Uh, and I said, hey, that's, that's the perfect topic now. And uh, as I have a lot more free time now to do something like that, that is super interesting topic. And through like that work, uh, I got to know a lot of startups and a lot of the like startup circle at Tampere and everywhere and, and ended up no- noticing that Tampere ES actually existed, but wasn't really active at that point that, and uh, ended up going to the general meeting 
and uh, through a bit of an accident, I think, or a crazy idea, I ended up nominating myself as the chairman. At that first meeting, I hadn't been to any Tampere ES events before. I ended up nominating me as, hey, I can be the chairman for next year. And through... Yeah, and somehow that kind of ended up happening. And after that, uh, rest is kind of history, as they say. And we started pushing the Tampere ES into a, the th- city of Tampere. And uh, Tampere Startup Hub was happening at the same time. And I got to know Clef and everybody else from the PhD links and uh, started really pushing it. And I think me and Vesku call, called uh, the city of Tampere. We were discussing it after a meeting and that, hey, maybe we should actually call the city of Tampere and just ask them for money. And Okay, should we do it? Let's do it now. And we checked the number from the online and straight away called uh, called them and got them into a meeting. And from there, the snowball started happening, and which led to formation of Tribe, which is the community that combines all the different startup communities, Tampere, and, and has really gotten the ball rolling now. And the city of Tampere has woken up, and all the startups have woken up, and uh, everything kind of gets started from there. I have one of the founding members also with Tommy and the other guys from uh, tribe so i was on the first board but after that I, I kind of moved on to this startup stuff and it's good that i kind of moved on as we've gotten a lot of new people into those organizations which is really good right thank you for the story and let me remind our listeners that the interviews with vesku vesamati rotinen and markus Klöf can be heard in the earlier episodes of tribecast during the first year of our existence and now let's talk a bit about your international experience um I know you have it, and it's quite interesting. Uh, I haven't been that much, uh, actually, abroad. I, I've been uh, visiting a lot of conferences in the U.S. and uh, going to the U.S. to figure out the Finnish startups and uh, how to help the current current situation that we are in. But I actually haven't worked abroad. Well, basically, I wanted to ask you about Startup Lifers because, yeah, I know you have a connection with the guys. We brought Startup Lifers actually to Tampere and helped them expand their setup from just being in Helsinki to actually being in Tampere also in the Tampere Technical University. We got the Tampere Technical University to fund people to Startup Lifers. So actually people from other places than just from uh, from Helsinki could also join in and go head to California. So that's my achievement with Startup Lifers that we got. And that's that's, that's a good relationship also with them. So I, I myself haven't been, been abroad, but I, I've been helping them out a lot in Finland. Could you please also explain to our listeners what is the idea of the startup lifers and why should one want to join them? Because there are many of our listeners probably heard the name, but they don't really know what startup lifers are about, what's behind it. Yeah. Yeah, Startup Lifers is a really cool organization. I, I think it originally spun off from Alto ES back in the day. And uh, what they're doing is they're organizing uh, jobs from uh, uh, California, California and Silicon Valley startups uh, for for Finnish students. So you can apply to actually the best and the most uh, like uh, aggressive startups in in Silicon Valley from Finland, and actually fly there and get a job in Silicon Valley and learn a lot. So I think that uh, that this like really good initiative to fly people from Finland to the U.S., get all the talent from there, learn there, and then come back to Finland and really push your own startups in there. Or if you want to stay in the U.S., as the game is always like going in really high gear at Silicon Valley. Now they've also expanded to China and other like super growing markets and all of these super competitive markets to really get that knowledge also for Finnish students. So I think that's a super good initiative. And if you think that you are kind of a person who are interested in this high gears, I want to be the best in my field that I want to do, apply to Startup Lifers. Or even if you don't 
feel that you are the best in your field, but you want to learn and you want to do the do the hours, just apply to start apply first. You'll get the experience of your life. And now I would like to talk about the topic which cannot be avoided these days. So, Corona crisis. As a startup entrepreneur, how do you feel about it? What are you afraid of? What are your hopes? Okay, I, I think what's happening now is the largest digital leap in the history of uh, humankind. We're kind of forcing everybody to really embrace the digital world and really embrace digital tools at, when they're doing the work. For example, we are doing this interview remotely. We are not in any studio or anything. We've set up the, all the all the stuff, me at my home and you, wherever you are now. And uh, that's that's the kind of thing that's happening, that we are really pushing people out of the like comfort zone of their offices and into remote work. And I think that's not just the negative side, it's also super positive side. And I think it reaches into these uh, really big digital change and digitalization change that's been going on anyway, that you have to adapt to the new world. And if you don't adapt, your business models will die. And, and this kind of is the same thing as with the cloud and everything else, that everything is becoming digital. And those businesses that cannot adapt to the new digital world will die off at this point, probably faster than they would have previously died. But it opens up a lot of new space for all the different digital innovation companies doing remote working software, remote teleconferencing. One that I've been really following now is this... Uh, way to do meetups remotely, way to facilitate dynamic communication between people remotely so that you can dynamically create new chat rooms, create groups. How do you do that? And that's something that will probably lead to major innovations in social events also remotely. And uh, also for, for what is done to us, it's actually kind of good for us uh, that it forces us also to be uh, 100% remote. We've also had two offices already, so we are already in Espo and Helsinki. We, we, we have actually the transition for us was quite easy, as we anyway had always Skype and everything in all of our meetings, and all of our tooling is in the cloud, so it hadn't affected us that much. And as we are a company who wants to push testing of software out of the laboratories into the cloud, it's also something that's kind of actually, in a strange way, been good for our company in a sense even though there are some difficult times ahead because of course the investments are going down but uh, for our product concept it's actually what we are also supporting and we've been now starting to give out these free trials to many different companies to test out uh, and let them like start experimenting with remotely testing software also right so it company working from home what are the tricks and tools that you would recommend to use those who are still learning how to do the distance work well, for example, we are using a lot of uh, online tooling for uh, tracking the status of work to be done. For example, we are using Agile methodology or uh, Kanban methodology. Those are we track them using Microsoft tools, for example, Azure VSTS, which is this uh, work tracking tool that Microsoft provides, and we, we are deep into that. There are a lot, of course, a lot of different things like Gira and even Trello is one really simple thing if uh, you want to like get into this tracking of online work very easily. We are using a lot of Skype, of course, a lot of teleconferencing calls. And one thing that is uh, now getting more and more that we were bad at, but we are kind of improving on that, using the camera during actual all, all the remote meetings. As that's something that's has really made us be more present in those discussions, for example, in Skype. And we, we are kind of learning that as we used to have this culture that we didn't use the camera that much, we just did teleconferencing calls. But having the video on, it actually gives you a much more nicer presence. And what initially we actually started now uh, is that we have this remote coffee session every day at two. 
that we started last week. That, that it's it's a free Skype event that everybody can join in from wherever they are, and no agenda. We're just gonna drink coffee and talk about. Well, we've been talking about Corona for the last one week, but it's like a remote coffee session. So, th- so those kind of like informal social events and how to organize them in the cloud is actually something that's. Uh, I think a challenge that we still have to adapt to, but we are getting um, personally. What are the tricks? What are your recommendations for those who are just doing their first time ever remote work? Strangely enough, I think the first thing doesn't really actually refer to remote working tools or anything like that. But I think one of the major things to do is schedule your work in some some nicer way or position your working desk in, in such a way that you can switch on and off on work mode and into uh, into your household mode. That's something that I struggled with in the beginning that as I, as I started working more and more from home, what was actually the time to do the dishes and what was the actual time to do the work? And uh, like making your mind up on that this is the working time you'll you'll do it in your working office or something that you can get into that mode and really schedule your your stuff is something that helped me a lot in achieving much more results and actually i've gotten a lot of stuff done even remotely even i think more than in the office because that because it removes all the little breaks that you do if you schedule it properly at your home but i think surviving that uh, initial I have no idea what I'm doing and how do I schedule everything and how do I focus my head on doing just the work and not thinking about the dishes at the dishwasher or something like that. That's the that's the core, core thing. So managing yourself is, is is the number one focus that you should be focusing on first and not tools and gimmicks. You, you'll get the tools and you'll get all of that when you know what's the problem. The focusing on leading yourself is, I think, the first first step. Thank you, Henry, for having time for this interview. Thanks, Marina. I wish you and your team to stay safe and healthy, and let's catch up after the crisis. Yeah, same, same to you. Same to you. We are you're, we are now participating in this startup World Cup remotely, also. So you're probably going to hear from us this week, also. So. This was our weekly episode of Tribecast, episode forty-nine, and my name is still Marina. Despite the corona, crisis, viruses and everything, Tribecast will still continue giving you the pleasant moments every Friday. So listen to us on Friday afternoon and via your favorite platform. Because now we are on YouTube, iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, you name it. I already know who will be the guests of next week. So we continue working from home. And for now, I wish you to stay safe, stay at home, and stay warm and tuned.